0: Today's scripture comes from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. Um, Please follow along in your bulletins or the screen above. Hear now the word of God. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priests. And Good
1: afternoon. Praise the Lord. Wow. Good to see. Um, good to see all of you. Uh, it's freezing outside, but thank you for coming out to church. Um, my name is one J. Hudson, one of the pastors here at New Mercy. Um, this is our Hackensack 1 p.m. service. Sometimes we call it the One, uh, but. Uh, once again, we, if you are visiting us or here for the first time, uh, we want to once again really just thank you and welcome you. And please do check out our welcoming table, and we would love to get to know you more. <coughs> for me, um, so for our church, uh, this is our uh, Thanksgiving series. Okay, so this year we decided to give... Uh, More than a week, so by the way, next week, next Sunday is our Thanksgiving Sunday. Um, The pastors, we decided to really focus intentionally a little bit more on gratitude this year. Gratitude, so uh, instead of just having one sermon on Thanksgiving Sunday, we decided to have a sermon series called The Power of Gratitude. The Power of Gratitude, and Pastor John last week uh, launched us uh, talking about memory and thinking about (coughs) remembering uh, but today, I get the privilege of kind of taking this a little bit further. So the three sermons, we're going to have some overlap, some overlap uh, regarding thanksgiving and gratitude. And uh, as a Christian, how we should, uh, we should have the attitude of, uh, what kind of heart attitude we should have towards gratitude. So for me, uh, I was praying through this, and this was not an easy theme, easy topic. And the passage, once again, that I felt like the Lord was uh, kind of leading me towards uh, was, was this passage, Luke chapter 17, 11 through 19. Very familiar story. I'm sure some of you guys heard uh, a sermon on this many, many times. But a story about the 10 lepers, 10 lepers that, uh, that uh, encounter Jesus, and Jesus heals them, heals them, and they go, and they, uh, they go to, to the priest to show themselves, then in their act of obedience, right? So Jesus goes, go, go, you know, show yourself to the priest. And as they're going on the way, Scripture says that on the way, they get healed. I mean, talk about a miracle. This is one of those powerful, uh, grand, miraculous stories uh, in the Bible. But yet the passage itself, the focus of the passage, of the narrative, uh, is not on the miracle itself, even though it is incredible, the power of God, play of Jesus, His power and authority on earth. But yet, the passage takes a turn and the focus goes on the response uh, to the miracle. The ten lepers' response or the lack thereof, the lack of response, lack of recognition or thanksgiving or showing gratitude, lack of praise towards God. And that kind of takes the focal point of this passage. Uh, For me... Gratitude, gratitude is a very good, healthy uh, indicator of how I am doing spiritually. I don't know about you, but for me, when I'm not doing well, when I'm struggling spiritually or kind of, you know, funk or kind of going through a little bit of a dip spiritually, first thing that I recognize upon my heart is the lack of gratitude. I mean, I hate people. It's like, forget thankfulness, just like, oh, get away from me, right? And we have that. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a pastor or you're a human being. We have that. We go through those seasons. Right, be real. Don't pretend you're so religious and holy, Pharisees, right? Just be real, recognize. We go through those seasons, and for me, at least when I'm not doing well, the first thing that comes is that is a lack of gratitude. I don't I do not appreciate things. Uh, I don't say thank you. I, I don't want to. I don't I don't know, you know, I don't recognize others and just go to, go I go to a very difficult place. Uh, gratitude biblically uh, it's, I mean, it's all over the place, right? The Bible talks about it over and over again. It's one of these signs of of graced people, one of the recognizing points, a uh, hard attitude, a hard tone for people of the gospel, that we are to be thankful. We are to be grateful, recognizing what God has done for us and who God is. Uh, so it's one of those foundational things, one of those foundational things. Uh, for me, uh, you know, this past week, actually, um, Was was my birthday Friday? Past Friday was my birthday, okay. Don't make fun of old people. It's all right. Um, And I remember the first time that that ugly letter came to my age. Now I have two, two next to each other. Uh, It's crazy. But uh, this past Friday was my birthday, and we spent some time with my family. And I was really thankful, grateful, just you know, the whole family together. I have four children, and we traveled to Boston and doing a college tour for my oldest kid, oldest son, Um, and. With that, I was kind of thinking back. I was thinking through, man, God is so God is so good. God is so good. And really, one day you have so much. And now I'm not just talking about the material things or you know, like stuff, but in terms of just life, in terms of life, you have so much. And I was just so grateful and so thankful. And I was kind of thinking back and Really, at the end of the day, it's not the stuff or things that God has done for me, per se. You know, answered prayers or, you know, like you're asking for something, and God has given you stuff, you know, things like that. But really, the more I kind of, I was kind of in this space and thinking about the Lord and, and thankfulness and gratitude, what happened upon my heart was it just straight just took me to God. And the small voice for me was really one day, you know, Am I enough? Am I really good? And, and, I, and then I was like, Lord, you know, it's really you. It's really you. It's really the Lord. And I felt just, I, I felt just so peaceful. I felt just so satisfied and just so, so, so at a good place. And I was like, you know, looking at my family and my children, like, you know, smiling and playing and my wife. And I said, Lord, this is really enough. If life was just like that, Snapchat, this is it. I'll be good. And I had one of those moments this weekend. I was like, "Wow, praising the Lord, it was, it was great." But like I said, if I'm, at a, if I'm at a good place, that's what happens, right? Wow, thankful and God, you're good and stuff. But we're not always there, right? I mean, we we'll go to difficult places and, and tough times, and, and you know, we we'll go to bad seasons. And the first thing that I recognize and realize is that the heart attitude of, of gratitude. Uh, it it goes, uh, and I get challenged. One pastor said, gratitude may be the purest measure of one's character and spiritual condition. Gratitude may be the purest measure of one's character and spiritual condition. And I think I I agree with that. Uh, It's one of the ways of straight, direct ways of recognizing how we are doing as a person, even just as a basic level, as a human being. Right? Remember when you meet these kids or children who are ungrateful, you're just like, ah, just don't hit people. But, right? Kids or, or adults even, uh, just ungrateful people when we meet, as a, just as a human level. But also spiritually, spiritually as a people of God, as people of the gospel. The hard the test can be, you know, are we, are we grateful? Are we really thankful at the foundational level? Do we really acknowledge God and what God has done for us and who He is in our lives? So, today, uh, just quickly, we're going to look at maybe uh, three things, okay, three points. Three points regarding biblical thanksgiving or biblical gratitude. Um, then we're just going to kind of maybe go go get uh, apply some practical things then that'll be it so three points of biblical thanksgiving um, and as we think about gratitude in this season so can we just pray one more time if we can just bow our heads if we could just bow our heads let's just uh, ask the lord to uh, speak to us today father we pray um, once again for your presence father Father, that uh, that you'll speak to us. Lord, we know that even in this room right now today, there are many sitting here uh, that really needing and and, in hunger and thirsting for your voice. So God, may they recognize your voice, your heart over them. Father, your love over them, Father. And Lord, as we worship you together as a church together today, Father, uh, that we pray that you will be present, that you will draw us closer to you, Father, that you will be glorified, you will be uplifted in all that we do today, Father. That this day will not be about us, Father, but really it is about you. Father, it's it's about Christ. So Jesus, we lift you up. We thank you for who you are in our lives. We thank you for just the power of the gospel, power of your presence of your spirit here. So speak into our lives, Father. Will you bring healing? Will you bring encouragement? Father, uh, will you help us to draw closer to you? So we thank you. Once again, in all things, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So number one, so we'll go straight in. Number one, the basis of biblical thanksgiving is much more than in the fulfillment of our needs. The basis of biblical thanksgiving, first and foremost, is much more than in the fulfillment of our needs. Okay? So we see from the story today, the, the thing that jumps off is these 10 lepers. Right? Remember, leprosy back then was one of those illnesses or disease that just just horrendous. You know, your limbs would literally fall off. You lose all senses or nerve endings. So you know, people are literally melting away, rotting away. And it's this type of disease. And in the Old Testament, we know that lepers were to be completely isolated. That they were almost looked upon as people who were not only physically sick or ill, but they were cursed by God. Man, you or your family or your father had done something terrible, sinful. That's why you have this disease. So as a community, as a community, they would completely isolate them. And they had these like policies or rituals where they had to declare themselves leper coming, leper coming. So people wouldn't come nearby. I mean, it it was terrible. So socially, completely outcasted. Religiously, you cannot be part of the synagogue. You cannot go worship. So they were begging for money, begging for food. And they had a little colony or a community that they would live together as lepers, and no one would go by. So they are in this terrible situation. Uh, Ten lepers together, they're calling out to Jesus. Jesus, have mercy on us. Heal us. Save us. And our Lord Jesus, in His, once again, great compassion and His mercy, He extends out healing. Go, and go, and go to the priest, and show yourself to the priest, and you will be healed. And on their way, these ten lepers, they get healed. And you will think, once this fulfillment or this healing comes upon these lepers, I mean, obviously, they will come back and they will praise God. Obviously, they'll come back and they'll show gratitude and thanksgiving and dance for the Lord and praise Jesus. But no, the story goes only one of them, only one leper, and he says it was a Samaritan, right? not even a, a Jew who knew and recognized God, but a pagan, he comes back and recognizes and praise and honor, honors God. And to this, Jesus is almost shocked. Right? We don't really find Jesus being shocked too often in the Bible, but he's almost almost shocked. We're not all 10 healed. We're not all 10 healed. Did something mess up? Something happened? Was it 10 of you? But how come only one come back? So when we read this story, I think the first thing that we have to recognize is, really when we think about Thanksgiving and gratitude and this this heart of living out this thanks, you know, some people call it thanks living, this 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 type of life, this type of life where there is a spirit or a heart tone of gratitude, really has not much to do with getting things from God. The basis of biblical thanksgiving is not just fulfillment of things. We don't give thanks only because God has done something for me. That's not it. That's just a shallow, very one layer of, of gratitude, Thanksgiving.? Right? If all your thanksgiving and gratitude is, is based upon what God has done for you or God will do, or things that you have, then that's just a shallow, very, very shallow way of understanding Thanksgiving. Right? Scripture teaches us that thanksgiving is a lot more than that. This thing called this thing gratitude, this, this life of thanksgiving, uh, it's a call. It's a base attitude. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a life tone. It's almost like a smell. It's a fragrance that we give out as, as people of God. Because there's something far beyond. Right? Scripture teaches us, right, almost like a, as, a, as a choice, as a decision to make. Today, people of God, praise God. thank Give thanks to the Lord. Not only circumstantial, not only things are good, but because who God is. Right? I mean, just a couple of passages. I mean, there are so many passages like this throughout the Old Testament, especially. Uh, just a couple. Psalm 104, 5. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. First Chronicles 16, 8. Give thanks unto God. Call upon his name, make known his deeds among his people. Psalm one hundred six one. Praise ye the Lord. Oh give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercies endures forever. First Thessalonians five, sixteen, eighteen. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Hebrews twelve twenty eight. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and all. Psalm 101, 40, 13, Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in his presence forever. On and on, Scripture over, over and over and over again. For the people of God, for people who have been graced by this awesome gospel, it's not only about getting things or receiving things or because you prayed and something happened to you, that's why you're thankful and grateful. No, that's just one so skin. That's just one layer. So it's a very shallow layer. Because we even see people like look at these lepers. I mean, I, I met, you know, in my forty four years of life, met many, many people who have so much. I mean, a lot of stuff. You know, people just things upon things. And also met a lot of those people who are just just at the bottom at the end of the day, just ungrateful people. No? Don't you know people like that? I mean, a lot of rich people, wealthy people, who, people who've gained a lot, yet still at the end of the day, at the heart of hearts, just people are either grateful or not grateful, They're just ungrateful. Everything is just, I did this, I accomplished this. But then again, on the other side, I mean, a lot of people might not have much in the eyes of the world. Kind of like, you know, kind of simple, small, you know, whatever, eyes of the world. But yet their hearts are so rich. They're very just, just grateful. Just hard tone, like the fragrance of their life is just just thankful, they're humility, just just laced. People like that, and scripturally, I think that's what God is talking about, because it's not ultimately about circumstances or things that we get or don't get, or or answer prayers or these kind of things, but it's it's more about at the end of the day it's about the Lord, right? Biblical Thanksgiving is is who God is at the end of the day, who God is, and He is good. And he is good, and he is worthy, and he is enough. That's why forever I am grateful. I'm grateful, I'm thankful for who he is, who he is in my life. I think that's the first thing. So biblical thanksgiving is not based upon fulfillment of needs, or it's not based upon circumstances. You know, for me, uh, when I think about this a little bit more, um, for me personally, when I do go through those difficult seasons or, or times when I cannot, I just don't have that, that capacity to, to give thanks. I don't want to, you know, like I'm angry or just you know, a bad state of heart. Um, I think a couple of things. Number one is I see myself first uh, losing sight of the gospel at the end of the day. I lose sight of grace. So which means um, I forget where I come from. I think, I think, if I were to be just, just honest, I think when those things happen, when that takes place, first thing I recognize is I lose sight of the gospel, which means I forget who I were before I met the Lord, how my life was, uh, my life without Jesus Christ, what God has done, right? So my life kind of before, I forget where I come from. That's just losing sight of the gospel. So when I'm not doing well, that's first and foremost. Is that I forget I forget grace. Uh, that's number one. Number two, when when this Thanksgiving thing is hard for me. Number two is entitlement, right? And that's a huge thing these days. Like everybody's entitled, and especially for us um, Western American Christians, we have a lot of the, these entitlement issues. Uh, second thing, I mean, for me, that's that's what it is. I've done this. I deserve this. You know how hard I worked to get this thing or job or money or recognition how hard i prepared or worked on or Um, and i have this sense of real entitlement that it's it's mine and it's my work my effort therefore i need to be recognized uh, and when that happens once i go to a bad place that's completely completely opposite of gratitude right when that takes place then i see there's no just space for thankfulness or gratitude or that's, that's, that's the second thing for me. Then the third thing would be uh, comparison. Okay? And this thing kind of kills me too. <laughs> comparison. Uh, not as much, I must say, as I get older, but especially when I was younger, I think when I was in college and, and right out of seminary, just comparing. Man, Lord, you know, this, this whatever, whatever guy is so much better than me at Bible study or teaching the Bible or, or worship or, I mean, I don't know, whatever it is. This comparison. Lord, you know, at this life stage, you know, look at my friends. They're married, they have kids, they have houses, and I'm still single. I mean, you know. or, or even as families, you know, wow, look at that, that child in their home, or why are my parents like this, or whatever. I mean, we, we compare a lot. And that gets to a bad place. And that usually I see that happening in my heart. One secret, I think one biblical secret or solution that uh, Scripture teaches us in fighting this uh, is this thing called contentment, right? Contentment. Uh, contentment is, once again, one of those biblical things where uh, for the Christian that, uh, that we, uh, we seek to find just rest and peace in our current situation in the way that we, we the way that it is, acknowledging the Lord really is in full control and we have exactly what we need at the current moment. One, uh, one pastor, I think, he said A contentment simply is fully embracing that God is enough right now. Contentment, biblical contentment is fully embracing that God is enough in your current situation right now. So no matter what is going on and, you, you know, you feel the entitlement or needs and all these things, you're battling that away. And say, trusting, you know, current, right now, God loves me. God, you know, he knows exactly what I'm going through. And with the Lord, in the Lord, I have exactly what I need right now in this situation. So God mm-hmm. is enough. And breathing, ah. Oh. Right? That, that's part of being fully just content in God is enough in Jesus Christ. I think that's one weapon, one way that we, could, we can battle this. Then we, we linger in this, then, uh, then really gratitude comes. How can you not be thankful? I mean, most of us, right? I mean, I know some of us, we're, we're you know, currently in a crazy, just terrible situations and stuff, and I understand. But I'm talking about generally as a, as a, as a base kind of thing, underneath kind of thing for us. How can we not be thankful? I mean, especially like us, America, Western Christians. Have you ever been to India? Have you ever been to um, these other places in the world? A lot of stuff going on. Relatively speaking, I think for most of us, if not for all of us, this is something that it's, it challenges. God is, God, is, God is challenging us. Come, come back. Come back. Okay, so once again, biblical thanksgiving basis is not upon fulfillment of needs, but upon the Lord. Number two, biblical basis of thanksgiving is upon remembering and returning. Upon remembering and returning. Pastor John last week talked about uh, memory and recognition, and I'm going to kind of start there again, once again, because that's a huge theme throughout Scripture regarding thanksgiving is remembering. So last week, once again, Pastor John talked about this a lot. But Scripture talks about and it links thankfulness with remembering many, many, many places in the Bible. Uh, Reason why that we cannot be thankful, part of it is because we forget who God is and what God has done. So for the Israelites, you know, don't you remember God took you out of Egypt? Remember, I am the father of Abraham, Jacob, Right? Isaac, Jacob, so constantly challenging the people of God to remember who God is and the things of God, right? going back to go forward. So biblically, that's, that's huge. That's a big part of, of gratitude and thankfulness is connected, like, like I said, like Pastor John talked about last week. But I want to kind of take it a little bit further or, or help us kind of, kind of go in a little bit in a side angle. What about remembering? Why is remembering and recognizing people and, and God how does that empower us? How does that give us power? Um, I was kind of thinking about this, and um, I think what happens in as we remember uh, things and people and, and, and the Lord uh, is that basically what we're saying is that we recognize you. Not only that, but we we see you. So, you know, there's a saying, Ungrateful people are forgetful people. Ungrateful people are forgetful people. People who generally are ungrateful are people who constantly forget those around you, those around us, and those are the people who forget God. Once again, like, it's me, I did this, and you're just full of yourself. That's why you can't show gratitude. But once we begin to realize that and to remember and recognize people, but basically what we're saying is that I recognize you. I see you. I notice you. And when we begin to do that by showing thank you, I see you, I notice you, what that does is you are, we are empowering people. We are giving people life. Right? We're giving people life. Those people now, they come alive. And they come alive and they become part of your life. So just simply, like, you know, I I think I might have used this example before. Uh, Praying for food. You know how, like, we say grace, right? We pray for food, hopefully pray for food. Um, You know, when my kids were young, the first thing we're teaching, hey, you know, before you eat, you know, thank God, say grace. Even if it's like, you know, Lord Jesus, thank you for this food, amen. But simple, but whatever it is, but always say grace. What are we doing? What's happening when we say grace? I think what's going on is we're saying, Lord, we see you. Lord, we recognize you are the one who have provided this. Lord, I am recognizing you, I see you, and I'm bringing your presence back alive. So that whenever we thank God, as God comes back alive, that presence of God comes back into the table. So now we're not only just eating but God somehow is involved in the food. See, that's what happens in recognition, in remembering. When we show gratitude to others, when we show thank you to others, those people are, they, they come back to life. And they continue to come back and be involved in our lives. So Thanksgiving, in Thanksgiving, we remember and we recognize also the Lord. And the more we show gratitude towards the Lord, we're saying all these parts of our lives, God, come back alive, be present, Lord, and we're intentionally doing that. And God comes and become part part of all of us. The great uh, theologian philosopher um, uh, GK, G.K. Chesterton. Um, uh, <coughs> oh, sorry, neck dying. It's the age, you know. Sorry, uh, he said he he. Talked about this a lot about you know saying grace and praying for food and stuff, and one of his uh, philosophy books he wrote this. He says, "You say grace before meals, but I say grace before the concert. I say grace before the opera, and grace before the play, and I say grace before I open a book, and grace before sketching and painting and swimming and fencing and boxing and walking and playing and dancing, and I say grace." before I dip the pen in the ink. I say, thank you. I say, I see you, God, before I do all this. Because by doing that, God, once again, is recognized. He comes alive, and he becomes part of that. As I'm swimming, the Lord is right there, because I have intentionally recognized this is from God. This is by God. This is with God. So on, when we're ungrateful, when we're just full of ourselves, you're just doing everything by yourself. This is me, my money, my food, you know, my car, my job. But once you become, once you begin to show gratitude and recognize people and thank you, you know, this is you actually, you helped me do this. You helped me get this job. You, you know, thank your parents. Who all, then those people, they come alive, they become part of your, 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 part of whatever you're doing. makes life richer. Keeps us humble. And most of all, when we do this to the Lord, with the Lord, God's presence now is continually, it's, it's part of all that we do. I think there's a, there's a, there's a powerful link. Once again, First Thessalonians 5.16, remember we read this. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In everything, in all that we do, everything that we have, everywhere we go, every opportunity, you know, get into a habit, get into a uh, almost a disciplined uh, walk of uh, of gratitude, especially thanking the Lord, God, come, God, be part of this. You are part of this. <clears throat> Sorry. So number two, biblical gratitude is about remembering and returning then the last one is that gratitude uh, leads us to deeper worship gratitude leads us to deeper worship we see today once uh, one of the lepers coming back uh, verse 15 and he uh, knelt before god in a loud voice threw himself at jesus feet and we see him uh, praising and worshiping god uh, and the, the actually in the original uh, the the word that is translated here is not just quietly you know, acknowledging or telling God, you know, but it's, it would, it's with a loud voice. It's, uh, it's, it's projecting his voice out loud. God, thank you. Jesus lifting God up. There's a dimension of, of real uh, worship that is really displayed here. Uh, and I think the, just kind of, you know, just to, so to end this today, um, there is a close-knit connection, right, in relationship between uh, gratitude or thanksgiving and and life of worship. When we lack thanksgiving, when we lack gratitude towards God, there is part of worship that is actually we're, we're something missing. Because throughout Scripture, huge part of, of worshiping God, life of worship, living in worship, is actually thanksgiving. I Throughout Scripture, everywhere, you know, enter his courts with gates with thanksgiving, you know, oh, now he's got praising God. Half of Psalms, the Psalms, the book of worship basically, it's, it's actually book of thanksgiving. Constantly thanking God, adoration, thanksgiving, heart of gratitude. Lord, you are good. I thank you. Grateful, grateful, constantly. Part of worship, once again, is this is so closely linked. So which means, if we're to kind of think about this, sometimes when we have difficulty worshiping God, when you feel like there's something about my worship that is kind of missing or something is kind of like messed up, Perhaps one dimension that we need to rethink really through is, is your, your, your gratitude. Is your thanksgiving in check? Uh, you know, are you really humble enough to fully, properly, are you recognizing people? Are you recognizing God? Are you really thinking about, you know, where yeah, where do you come from? Are like you thinking about the gospel, the great just work of God and who he is in your life? Is there really an attitude, a hard tone of, of thankfulness? Because without thankfulness, a lot of our worship, whatever we do, it's, it's some, some, somewhat empty, isn't it? If Thanksgiving is a huge part of what worship is. It's almost superficial. It's almost fake in some sense. I think it's so closely linked. So today, that's why we recognize even this leper coming back. This this display of worship towards God, what God has done. We are we are just like these lepers. Uh, I don't know about you, but spiritually, uh, once I was a leper, uh, broken and and wounded and, and pitiful and isolated and dirty and nasty. Uh, but as Jesus comes into my life, he he takes this dirty broken leper, this thing and he just without any condition, the way that I was, he, he just takes me in. say one day I love you, I embrace you the way you are. and that's the gospel. And as I reflect upon that love, that love projects me out. And from that love, uh, that gospel, that embrace, uh, I, I, I live out of my life. That's why people who have been graced by the gospel, all of us, if you call yourself a Christian, follow Jesus Christ. This heart tone, this base tone of gratitude, thanksgiving, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a foundational thing. It's not just a once-a-year thing, but it's, a, it's an everyday thing, every moment thing. And as we live this out, we are living a life also as a as a worshiper. and That's how God calls us to be. So with that, uh, we're just going to close here today. If we could just bow our heads. Um, we're going to spend a little bit of time just, just praying and if we could respond in prayer together. This Thanksgiving season is upon us. Um, and next Sunday already is Thanksgiving Sunday. And uh, this year, uh, you know, here at New Mercy, once again, we wanted our community together uh, to be a little bit more uh, intentional about thinking about gratitude. Uh, you know, how, how is our hearts? You know, are we grateful? Uh, if we're not, uh, what are those things that are hindering us uh, from recognizing and experiencing grace and uh, showing gratitude? Uh, if we could have find the courage and the boldness to really acknowledge certain areas, uh, and, to, and to give it to the Lord. Lord, um, maybe, maybe some of us were struggling with a lot of just entitlements, a lot of entitlements, or we have a hard time just being content. We we, there's a lot of just things going on. We feel restless or uh, other desires that are battling. Um, and, but yet God, the Lord, really wants to give us peace. He wants to really give us um, uh, himself, his full presence to us so that uh, we could find space. We can find space to really be grateful, to show gracefulness, to show gratitude uh, to others, to the Lord. Uh, So if we spend a moment, let's just spend some time in prayer, asking the Lord to search our hearts. Father, just search my heart. um, And Lord, uh, once again, remind me, remind me more of who you are, more of who you are, God. Uh, We want to really just embrace uh, who you are at this moment in my life is really enough Father who you are exactly this moment uh, in my life is really enough let us start from there Father